It's your host, Morgan. This is That's All Pod. I'm so happy you're here. The intro today is going to be different than normal. I know I normally drag on and on and on about my life updates and tell you guys everything you probably don't want to know. But today we have a really fun guest on and our interview is a full hour. And so I'm going to make this super quick, essentially no life updates um, and just kind of introduce the guest. So today's guest, if you can tell by the title, is Abby and we will be talking about her sobriety. So Abby is one of my friends here in Grand Rapids and she was sober for an entire year. And so she's going to come on. She's going to talk about her experience with being sober for a year, kind of all the physical and mental changes that come with cutting out alcohol out of your life, like completely cold turkey, drinking culture, healing your relationship with alcohol, how to deal with pressure from peers when choosing to be sober, what to do instead of binge drinking and going to the bars with friends without drinking. So we're definitely covering a lot that has to do with sobriety and drinking and how that all can fit into your life. Um, We definitely don't want to push anyone to be sober. We know I'm not sober, um, but this definitely just is an open conversation that I really wanted to have and just bring her on here and share her thoughts and kind of just open my mind up a little bit too to realizing that we can do hard things and she was a person who didn't think that she could go an entire year without drinking and she did but I don't want to spill all of her secrets so I will leave her to tell all of that so other than that I will catch you guys in the episode and hopefully you enjoy this interview. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Just kind of tell us where you're from, what you do, all your background, and then we'll get into like the nitty gritty. Absolutely. My name is Abby Miles. I'm 24 years old. I currently live in East Grand Rapids. I grew up, yeah, I grew up kind of by East Lansing, like 40 minutes away in a town called Fowlerville. Nobody ever knows where that is. Um, (laughs) Small towns, baby. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, went to Grand Valley. I graduated in 2020 with an exercise science major. And now I'm a nanny. And I just live with my boyfriend of eight years and our two cats, LeBron and Blue. (laughs) LeBron. I did not name LeBron. Let me just put that out there so everybody knows I did not name him. That's what happens when you let a 20-year-old boy name a cat. That's fair. Yeah. And then he wanted to name the second one Dwayne Wade. But that just (laughs) didn't happen. (laughs) Okay, well, I love all of that. Um, why we're having Abby on today is that is because she was sober for a year. And so we kind of just want to dig into everything about sobriety and her journey and what got her into that. And we'll probably just ramble and chat about all of that. And then we do have some questions from listeners, just things that they're wondering about sobriety as well and things that she did. So we'll kind of just do all that. Um, I guess kind of starting off, I kind of want to talk about just, I feel like right now in media, like sober curiosity is like super trendy. Yeah. And I've seen like a ton of TikToks about it. Maybe that's the side of TikTok I'm on, Mm -hmm. but I definitely see like tons of content about like being sober curious. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that's been like very intriguing to me mm-hmm. um and so i like did a just for anyone who doesn't know what sober curiosity is essentially it's um so being sober curious involves questioning your relationship with alcohol why you drink and how it makes you feel and according to carrie benson who is a registered dietitian and co-founder of the sober curious dietitians sober curiosity means challenging societal norms surrounding alcohol consumption and being mindful of when how and why one drinks if one chooses to drink so 
with all of that in mind, let's kind of dig into your journey, when and how that started. Okay. Give us all the deets. Okay. So going back kind of to the beginning, I started drinking kind of young. I started drinking at around 14 years old and I thought this was normal. That's what all of me and my friends were doing in high school. Small towns. <laughs> exactly. We had dirt roads and cornfields and all we would do on the weekends was get together and drink. So I thought this was normal. I thought that's what everybody was doing. Um, my friends would sometimes make fun of me because I would mix like a vodka and lemonade to go to the fair. Yeah. But it was because I suffered really badly with depression and anxiety. And so whenever I would drink alcohol, I could all of a sudden talk to people. So that was my crutch. Yep. And yeah, and I used that as my crutch for a really long time. So I drank a lot in high school, but we all kind of did. And then um, more so in college, I drank a little bit, but it was nothing crazy, nothing like that. In 2020, I decided it was time to actually start taking care of my mental health. Were so, you still in college at this point? Yes, okay. I was still in college. This was actually right before the pandemic. So okay. this was around like January, February of 2020. I decided I had started having panic attacks. And so I was like, I finally need to take control of my mental health. So I went to the doctor. I got prescribed um various different medication for both this I could talk about like in entirety <laughs> on a whole entire different episode but um I did that and then I finally didn't really have as much anxiety so I started going out a lot more mm -hmm. I started going to the bars I started going to parties and I also started just drinking at home because it was COVID so there was nobody if there was nobody to go out with I would mm -hmm. sit at home and have a bottle of wine to myself it just started becoming a lot and more so it was around 2021 when I realized that I could not mix my medication with my alcohol. Mm. Yeah. So I would go out and I would drink as much as I did before I was on any kind of medication. And yeah. all of a sudden I would start blacking out and I would say things that weren't extremely nice. I would not remember things. It just was not a good situation overall. And so I finally came to the conclusion that if I wanted to keep healthy relationships in my life and not be a toxic person, that I needed to not be blacking out every single yeah. weekend. <laughs> and so I made that change immediately. Damn. Yeah. And that was in, so when did you, I guess like, when did you start drinking less and then when did you actually go sober so it was 2021 i was drinking pretty heavily um new year's eve of 2021 i had another episode where i blacked out and said some things that i didn't mean to people and the next day i was like okay that's it i'm going sober and i was really intimidated at first of the idea of forever Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people stop drinking, they stop drinking forever. It's like, yep. oh, this is not something I can do. I'm never going to be able to do this again. And I just, that wasn't something that I was interested in at the mm -hmm. time. Like it was very scary and overwhelming and just seemed yeah. like a lot. I feel like this anytime you like try to do a new habit, you're like, I'm going to do this forever. Exactly. Okay, well, that's so overwhelming. Like, exactly. Yeah. Tiny bit by tiny bit. But yeah. yeah. And that didn't seem feasible to me at the time either. I didn't even know if I was going to make it a month, let alone yeah. like forever. So I gave myself a year. I decided that a year was the timeline. Okay. And if I wanted to go further than that, I could. But the minimum amount of time that I was going to stop drinking was to be a year. And I mostly just wanted to see that I could do it. Yeah. Like I wanted to prove to myself that I didn't need to rely on alcohol anymore. Because, yeah. yeah, it wasn't doing anything good for me so that was january 1st 2022 yeah january 1st 2022 started and you my went until new year's of 2022 2023 2023 yeah, yeah. Okay. New year's. our our photo shoot yes was my was, first drink and i like didn't realize that so we yeah. did a photo shoot on new year's eve so like two months ago 
um and we like had champagne and i like i knew that you weren't drinking but i didn't realize you were like genuinely sober yes like i didn't realize you had not been drinking all year because abby and i just became friends in like august yeah Ag- september ish um and so i didn't realize that and then you were like oh this is my first sip and i was like what i was like this is my first sip of alcohol in a year that is so crazy I, it was it was insane and i it was insane to me too because i never thought i was gonna be able to do it when i first started yeah. i was terrified well, it's like also, again, I met Abby fucking less than six months ago, six yeah. months ago, whatever. And thinking like you saying like you were blacking out and saying things mm-hmm. you like don't mean. I'm like, I cannot imagine Abby doing that. Yeah, I cannot imagine you doing that. So that's just like really weird in general. Yeah, and that's kind of why I was excited to talk about this with you, because I feel like as much as we're like we've gotten closer, we haven't really like dug into this at all. And I don't really know anything no. about the side of you. Mm-hmm. And so I just like super interesting. But um i feel like my relationship with alcohol definitely start started in a very similar place i mean literally drinking i didn't start at 14 all of my siblings did i feel like all like my friends were all drinking all through high school i was like the goody two shoes yeah and i didn't start drinking till i was 17 but from 17 to 20 i was like blacking out every time i drank yeah like it was just full binge drinking every single weekend lying to my parents about where i was going in high school like just so bad yeah and it was like almost like when I turned 21, I was like, oh, like the the thrill of it kind of left. Yeah. And so I went so I was sober for like three months ish. Like, I honestly don't even know the timeline. But like last winter, I was sober ish for like three months and then like to like five months. Like, I think there was like probably two to three months I like didn't drink at all. Yeah. But it was like five months of like barely drinking at all. Yeah. And then I didn't start drinking again until I think I had like my first drink again in like March of 2022. And then I didn't like actually start drinking again until like May of 2022. Mm-hmm. But since then, I've been like drinking a lot again. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like the more we get into this is just going to propel me even more on a sober journey just because I do the same. Like I drink too much every time I do. Yeah. And I talked about it like last week or two weeks ago that just like me going out and not drinking or having I had one shot one drink and then just hung out right and like had water and it was so fun I got up the next day went to a workout class like literally so beneficial for my mental and physical health so with all that being said like what changes have you noticed or did you notice in your mental and physical health I noticed a lot of changes so when I was drinking heavily and I would have those periods of time where I was making those mistakes I would wake up the next day in complete regret Mm -hmm. like I felt sick for weeks after because like you said like this doesn't sound like me that it's honestly not like I'm not that type of person and I don't know what happened but for some reason the alcohol and the medication just brought out a side of me that I didn't even know who that person was yeah and so it was really embarrassing to have people be over or be out at a bar and have people be witnessing this like it was extremely embarrassing so I noticed a lot of improvements in my mental health because I wasn't being as hard on myself I wasn't making these mistakes that I could stop like I knew that this was all like all in my control Mm -hmm. so I decided that I couldn't act like that anymore and that really helped with my mental health but more so on the physical aspects when I hit around six months of sobriety I went back and looked at pictures from when I was in my heavy drinking days. Mm-hmm. I completely changed look-wise. I was pretty much like a swollen beach ball Dude. <laughs> when I was in my very heavy drinking days. It looks like I have a completely different face now. Mm-hmm. Like I actually have cheekbones. 
<laughs> it was insane. Like you have facial structure. <laughs> yeah, I actually have facial structure. Like it's honestly true. You'll hear dietitians talk about like wine face mm-hmm. or like beer face or like you can tell what people drink based on their face. Yeah. And I had I had I was so puffy. My eyes were kind of like sunken in a little bit mm-hmm. around. My eyes was really puffy. Yeah. I just look completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And I also lost 30 pounds. Damn. Yeah. Just from not drinking. Damn. Because drinking will really put the pounds on you. Did you change anything like um, like fitness wise or like eating wise as well? Or was it like it all just kind of bled together because you stopped drinking? You were just overall being more healthy or were you like actively adding other things in or doing different things? No, not necessarily. Okay. I would say that the past couple of years I've actually not been as active as yeah. I would like to be. So I don't think that really made so a difference. Literally the yeah, this was literally, literally the drinking. The progress that I have seen up until this moment is all attributed to the drinking. That's insane. Yeah. I know if I look back at pictures in like 2019, like peak college party phase, yeah. my face was just huge. like so puffy, so round. Like, it's and I have a round face in general. It's fine. Yeah. But like, she is puffy dude it's insane you don't even realize until you look back at it yeah and i feel like la- well what i i stopped drinking last year just because i was i honestly just like was falling out of my party phase and just had zero desire to go out and yeah. i was like if I'm, to me like drinking was always i'm gonna drink when i go out right and i'm gonna binge drink mm-hmm. i don't have any desire to drink during the week like i'm not drinking for taste yeah. or like the enjoyment of oh well, let's have a glass of wine like i'm drinking to get fucked up yeah absolutely and like that in in itself is just so unhealthy but it's so normalized it's culture it's culture we our whole entire culture is built around alcohol yep i mean most of our events that we go to are built around alcohol happy hours for work exactly and like yeah you go to a hockey game you go to a concert you're expected to have a drink have a drink Mm -hmm. when when you're over the age of 21 when you go anywhere you're expected to have a drink oh yeah and your your 21st is like a huge ordeal oh yeah absolutely you should go crazy for your 21st like we haven't been drinking for years before that pretty much be close to death on your 21st birthday or you didn't do it right correct yeah and like that in itself is just so fucked up and i feel like a lot of people are finally like realizing how fucked up it is and like the fact that we like it should not be like that no like why are we so centered around alcohol to like be better people exactly but i know like like you said with alcohol helping your anxiety like my social anxiety i have always been like an outgoing person but when i started partying i would like go to these parties like yeah i'd like have fun but then i started drinking at parties and i was like holy shit I can talk to so many people. I made so many friends. And so like, I don't have regrets Mm -hmm. about however I lived my life because I did make a lot of my friends from going to parties like through high school and college. Like a lot of new friends were made because of that. And I don't think I would have talked to so many people without alcohol. Also just boys, like talking to boys at parties, like so much easier when you have a drink. And I originally wanted to do dry January and I was like, I'm going to do dry January, but I wasn't really saying anything. Cause I was like, Oh, like uh, maybe I won't yeah, in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> Correct. And then the first week I, of January, I went on a date and I was like, don't get a drink. Don't get a drink. Orders a glass of wine. And right. I just like, I know I don't need to, because mm-hmm. then I, the thing is I've always had the lowest tolerance ever. doesn't matter how often I drink. I just have no tolerance. I had one glass of wine on this date. Buzz tipsy. <laughs> like that's just so dumb. And I'm like, I could have just like, because then I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, slap my face, like get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Like I could just genuinely be enjoying this conversation, still be just as talkative, still be just as outgoing without having like the crutch of 
the alcohol. And I just feel like lately for me, every time I drink, I just, there's some sort of regret with right. it. Like I can't wake up the next day and not have horrible anxiety. Right. Even if I didn't blackout, even if I know everything that I did, like the anxiety I feel the next day and the physical effects, I feel like last like days, like I'm like puffy. I feel gross. I feel bloated. Yeah. I feel just like, like mentally just feel like foggy for days after. Right. Yeah, absolutely agree. I, this past weekend, so after a year of my sobriety, I went back to drinking and we can talk on that more later yeah. on. But I um, had a couple drinks over this weekend when I was at Boyne mm-hmm. and I would wake up and my face was extremely puffy. And I was like, oh yeah, this is what happens when I'm drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes it not appealing anymore. Yeah. Like I don't want to look like that or feel like that. Correct. And I feel like Every time I'm like trying to be more sober, the, the thing that brings me back to drinking is like peer pressure exactly. or society, like pressure from p- other people. Yeah. And maybe not even on purpose, but just like the fear of like being left out or like the pressure of like being left out mm-hmm. because you're not drinking. Yeah. And like, especially like going out with people, uh, obviously all depends on who you surround yourself with. Um, and I talked a little bit about this last week just cause I went out and I didn't drink and guys were trying to buy me drinks and I was like, no, like I, d- I I'm literally chatting with you. We're having a good time. Like, why do I have to have a drink if I'm yeah. enjoying water? Um, because but like you said, it makes them more attractive. <laughs> so they want you to think they're more attractive Facts. <laughs> every time. Like I can see that you're a douche, but if I'm drinking, I'm like, well, I can overlook mm, it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this could be all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I feel like what else did you learn about yourself during that time? Like other than like how it affects you mentally, like what are other things that you like notice about yourself? Yeah. I learned that I can do pretty much anything I freaking put my mind to. Yeah. Because when I first started or before I even went sober, because there were multiple times throughout 2021, I said that really weird. I don't know why, <laughs> in 2021, um, where I thought to myself like, yeah, I should probably stop drinking. Yeah. And that happened multiple times that year. And I just never really believed that I could do it. And then after I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can do anything that I want. I can do anything that I put my mind to. Yeah. And that's true with everyone. I mean, you only have to believe that you can do it. Correct. And then you can. I mean, especially like going from drinking all the time to like an entire year without alcohol. Exactly. Let's, let's dive more into like actually what happened during that year. I feel like really talking about like the year as a whole, but I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, so many events probably happened during yes. that year where like you literally like like were saying no to drinks or just like whatever like can you like think of like any times throughout that year that you were like fuck like this is really fucking hard yeah I mean um immediately after I went sober it was my friend's birthday and so we went out to the bars and I was a little I was a little hesitant this was my first time going to the bars not having a drink um once we got there I had actually one thing that if anybody is sober curious or looking to be sober for a period of time one thing that really helped me was like waters sparkling waters Mm -hmm. If you just have a can of sparkling water that you're sipping on, it gives you pretty much like the same effect <laughs> that at least you're bringing something to your mouth and you're sipping it. Yes. It's kind of like when people use like fake things to yeah. smoke, like you still need that reward mm-hmm. in your mind. So I would like sneak in spindrifts to the <laughs> bar. I would have Carter like put one in his pocket yeah. so that I could have it inside the bar. Um, but what I did immediately after we got there is I had a drink in my hand because it was 
probably water or Red Bull. I'm not exactly sure. Something without alcohol. But I found that when you go out to a bar and you know you're not going to drink, you still have to have something in your hands. Because no matter what, you're going to get that urge. And if you don't have something in your hand, it's going to make you think about it even more. Mm -hmm. And then you are concerned because you're the only person without something in your hand. So then it makes it extremely obvious that you're not drinking. Yes. You just need to have something in your hand. Well, that was like one of the questions from listeners was that how do you deal with the social pressure to always have a drink in your hand? You just, you have a drink in your hand that's not alcoholic. That's not alcoholic. Yes. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. what's your go-to? Um... I if you can't sneak in. Yeah, <laughs> if, I can, if I can't sneak in a spin drift, I typically would always just get a club soda and lime. Yeah. And it looks exactly like a vodka soda. Nobody That's questions true. it. And also, I never had to pay for one, I don't think. You go up to a bar, you ask for yeah. you ask for a club soda and lime, they just give it to you. Yeah. They don't charge you for yeah. that, which was also extremely nice because then I didn't have to pull out my wallet at I all. I was going to say, you probably also saved... So much money. So much money. Especially like I never really put into perspective how much I spent on alcohol just because I always lived in small towns. So going out on the weekend was really fucking cheap. And like I'd usually have a drink before we go. And like I said, I'm a lightweight. So like I'd have like two drinks and I'm like good. So I'm like 10, 15 bucks like on the weekend. Not a big deal. Living in Grand Rapids now, going to nice fucking bars. I've spent a lot of money in the last few months. Yeah. Or even just going out to eat like $10 for a drink. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I didn't even used to order drinks, but now it's like, okay, like I want to, I want a fun, I think a lot of it is like the fun, like I want a fun special drink, especially like when you're going to a nice restaurant or like a nice cocktail bar or something like it's cause it's like the fun of seeing a cute little drink and like getting to try something new and whatever. But it's like, you can literally just like get that and not have the alcohol in it. Well, also being in Grand Rapids, it leaves room for a lot of opportunities for mocktails, which is really cool because we have yeah. a lot of very cool restaurants around here that do make specialty mocktails. And I loved it because I would have a fancy looking drink and it looked exactly like everybody else's, but it didn't have alcohol in it. And I still kind of got to feel special a little bit. Yeah. Were there any other moments throughout the year, like events that you were like really struggling? Yeah. Um, Anytime going out to eat was kind of difficult at first because you sit there for 20 minutes at the beginning just sipping on a drink while Mm -hmm. you're waiting for your food. And so I always thought about it then like, oh, yeah, it would be nice to kind of have a drink right now. Another situation, my family goes on a annual Fourth of July trip every single year. Um, We go up to my grandma's house because she lives on the Grand Traverse Bay. And this vacation is full of alcohol mm-hmm. absolutely full of booze typically there are kegs involved some type of like hillbilly margarita that somebody made in a jug yeah. just like boxes and boxes of alcohol so I was very nervous for this trip I mean my family is amazing so mm-hmm. I knew that there wasn't going to be any issue like they weren't gonna be hard on me about it yeah and they actually got me two packs of like this non-alcoholic seltzer from shorts yeah it was really sweet I had a lot of really supportive people which we can get more into too because I know a lot of people worry about people not being supportive Mm -hmm. and there's both yeah there is both I think I got kind of lucky but I also know that I surround myself with the right type of people correct so um yeah just like any event like that I mean concerts yeah all the places that you would typically think that you were would want to drink yeah I was still going to all of those places I was still going to the bars I went to the bars a lot and I didn't drink yeah so it was just any event really I mean at the end of the day it's literally a mental like challenge that you have to make like yeah. like you said like you can you can do it like you did not think you could and you did like did. Uh, like yeah years a long time but it's also not that long no in the not. grand scheme of things like okay a, a year like 
it doesn't really matter. I know. <laughs> like, and I thought it was going to feel like forever. I was uh, terrified. Yeah. I'm that's what every time I think about it, I'm like, ah, it's so long. Literally. And I uh, sometimes would think in my head before I started, I was like, so does this mean I can never have a glass of wine again? Does this mean I can never have a margarita again? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of sounded awful to me because I love myself a good margarita, you know? Yeah. Like I hated that thought. And so I just didn't think of it as a forever thing. I started small and I built on it. And I continued until I felt comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I like, this is like very much inspiring me because I'm like, I think about it all the time. Yeah. But then I like think I'm like, okay, but I do like to just sometimes have a little, especially like now that I have like a nice house with my nice roommates and like, we like to just make dinner and like hang out. Then I was like, went through a phase like this fall where I was like always making like a cute little cocktail and like whatever. And then I was like, okay, but literally if I just pour a poppy into a cute glass it's the same effect and so sometimes when I cook dinner I'm like I don't I don't even love wine that much <laughs> like yeah. I just love the concept of drinking wine right like I'm like oh I want a nice glass of wine and then I'm like well the first three sips like I don't even really like it yeah. anyway but like lately I've just been like getting out our nice cute glasses pouring like literally a poppy or like an olipop or something in there that is in fact not caffeinated just so everyone <laughs> knows I thought that they were and Abby informed me that they're She's not like I just chugged this Olipop because we're about to go snowboarding and I need so much energy. And I'm like, an Olipop? What do you mean? Okay, that was stupid on my part. But my point is, put them in a cute glass with some ice cubes and it's the same effect. Exactly. And then I'm like not feeling Because the thing is, every time I drink, I just... like God, or especially... Here's the thing. If I'm going to drink, it's always been been drinking. And then I have one... Yeah. If Like there's a night I make dinner and I have one glass of wine or I have one cocktail or whatever then the next day i can feel the effects of it mm-hmm. and i'm like why the fuck did i do that yeah like i could have just not but then i'm like but also i enjoyed it in the moment so it's like this like mental battle of like do i need to be fully sober do i need to just like have a better relationship with alcohol right either or and i think that's the whole point of like sober curiosity is that it doesn't have to be a forever a one year a one month like it can be you only have a drink on saturdays or you only have a drink like you have one drink instead of five every time you go out like yeah. just setting more boundaries for yourself I feel like is a step in the right direction oh yeah the most important thing is just knowing your relationship with alcohol and being comfortable with your relationship with alcohol because I was not comfortable with my relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. and now I am I feel so much more confident in myself I feel so much more confident in my ability to have a couple drinks if I want to have a couple drinks or not like I just the main reason I needed to do it is because I thought that I couldn't And so I needed to show myself that, hey, you don't need this and you can actually still enjoy things in Mm -hmm. life without having a drink in your hand. And I did. I spent a whole, it was the best year of my life, honestly. That's so awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. Like not only, like you obviously saw physical effects and like now you know those effects, but like also just clearly your mental health is so much better. Yeah. Like I, I can't I that, that like blows my mind I know I wish that you knew me I know so before. that we could like compare I know yeah because I do so shocked I know I do feel like a different person now but I mean I'm not saying I was necessarily like a bad person I yeah. was just making your like dumb decisions alcohol <laughs> fuels dumb decisions exactly every dumb decision that I made in the last year I've been intoxicated. Yeah. And I always felt so bad about it. Like I would say things I didn't even mean to people. And Mm -hmm. then I would sit and ruminate on it for the next week and just Mm -hmm. felt so awful inside. And I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I think it's all like drinking. There's typically like the social pressure to feel like you need to drink. And we can kind of dive into that just like pressure from other people. But Mm -hmm. then also like 
the pressure to be a fun person like yes you're only fun if you drink right and i feel like that is like a huge like misconception yes. that like you can only be a fun person if you drink but also like a huge misconception that i will have about myself sometimes and i'm sure that you probably did at some point i definitely did when i first started my sober journey I was really scared of what people were going to think. I was scared that nobody was going to want to hang out with me anymore. I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to do all of these things that I really enjoyed doing because Mm -hmm. they revolved around alcohol. But I fortunately enough was very lucky. And like I said, I do surround myself with good people and I didn't have any issues with anybody being hard on me about it. Thankfully, that's honestly crazy I know and I hear a lot from people that people are really harsh and I just had people mostly want to talk about it with me wanted to explore their own options like many people are interested in getting sober curious these days correct and I'm I love talking about it yeah because it was one of the best experiences of my life do you think like was there anything that you'd like do differently about it or like any changes that you would make or do you feel like you like went about it like do you think it could have been better or easier if you went sober curious for a little while before you like went cold turkey or you needed to go cold turkey. I a million percent needed to go cold turkey because I was still when I hit six months sobriety, I still didn't feel like I was in a place where I should continue drinking. I was like at that point in time, I was like, I'll make it to a year, but I think I'll probably do more after that Mm because I didn't feel comfortable enough with myself. Like it took me a long time to really start to know my boundaries and figure them out without even drinking yeah yeah and do you have any like advice on how to like figure those boundaries out like if you're if you're going cold turkey because i feel like if you're like doing like a sober curious lifestyle and like just drinking less i feel like that's like a way to like ease into your boundaries and like have a drink have none like figure that out but Mm -hmm. like for you how did that work well I like I just don't know if I would have ever been able to do a sober curious period because I don't think I would have been able to pick and choose when is it okay when are the okay okay moments because I think I would have been like oh hey I'm going to a wedding this weekend so it must be fine if I have a glass of wine or hey I'm going out to eat so I can have a drink I'm going I never I didn't do this but I'm going on a date so I can have a drink to be able to talk to this guy I wouldn't have been able to pick and choose if somebody is able to pick and choose what are the good situations for them, then great on them. Yeah. I just needed to go completely cold Turkey. I needed to pretty much experience every part of my life without alcohol all over again. And And I I feel like everything does not everything, but a good, like you have any annual events, like all that happens in one year. Yeah. Like there's no one event that you're like missing, like an annual thing. Like you literally experienced every single one of those events in one year. Exactly. And did all of them being sober. Yeah. I needed to experience all of the seasons of myself. sober. Damn. Yeah. And I like not, and I think what you're saying is like resonating because when I get like sober curious and like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like drink less. There's always an excuse why I should have a drink at this exactly. event. Exactly. Exactly. I would have done the exact same thing. And I think that's like part of my problem with it is that I'm just like, but this is like this, this, this could be fun. Like I want to have a drink or like mm-hmm. wedding season's going to start. Like my want to take a shot with my bride, like whatever. So it's just like really, I feel like it's literally just a whole mental battle. Like it it's is. just a whole thing that like you have to work through by yourself. And I think that obviously hearing from other people and just like having the conversation can get things rolling in your head. But at the same time, like you have to do it for yourself and right. you're, you're the one that has to make the decisions. Like no one can make that decision for you. So if somebody told me I can't drink for a year, I'd be like, fuck you. 
Literally. When uh, people had, not people really, like very specific close people to me had kind of told me like, hey, maybe we should like take it down a notch on the drinking. <laughs> that like, no, you don't say that to people. That fuels the fire. That made me want to drink even more. That made me want to mm-hmm. prove people wrong. Like don't tell people that they shouldn't be doing something because that's just going to make it worse. Yeah. People have to reach in their own time. Like you mm-hmm. have to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like anytime anyone's like oh I can't like I I you're you telling me to drink less is not gonna make me drink less no that's just that's gonna embarrass somebody yes. that's not because I I was so embarrassed when I first started I thought that okay. like I was gonna have this label like the alcoholic the girl who can't control her liquor I was terrified of that because I didn't feel like that was me and then I actually um started reading this book very early on in my journey like I started reading it in January and it was called quit like a woman okay I I can find out who the yeah, we'll link is. I'll link it in the show notes yeah but. um it was called quit like a woman and I absolutely needed it so it was something I would highly recommend if somebody's looking to start a sober journey she basically talks a lot about how alcohol is a drug And we don't really talk about that enough as a society. And we blame people for their addictions to the drug when we're making it so easily available. And so like encouraged. And so encouraged. We're encouraging people to overindulge in this drug and then telling them that it's their fault that they (laughs) are overindulging. Yeah. You know? And that's not fair at all. And I was completely terrified of that thought. So very early on in January of my sober journey, I had to rewire my brain and tell myself that this is not my fault. This is society's fault that Mm -hmm. we are forcing people into these situations and then telling them it's their fault that they can't handle their liquor. Well, that like makes me think about like when I think about like me at 19, 20, blacking out every weekend, drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturday all the time. And I like look back and I see pictures or like my snap memories come up and I'm like, oh my God, like that's so cringy. I was so gross. Like I have all these like negative thoughts about myself in that time. But then I like also put myself back in those shoes and like I was being praised and encouraged for that. Oh yeah. Like I specifically remember like three years ago in January, there was like one night where I drank a, I went to a frat, I drank a double bottle of wine, like the, the extra big one Yeah. before 1030, mm-hmm. before we even went to the bar. Like I, we weren't even at the bar yet. Oh yeah. And I drank a fucking double bottle of wine. And I remember I like completely backed out. And I like the bartender at one point, like I was like half asleep, like on a table. The bartender was like, yeah, she's going to take her water to go. Like you guys need to take her. Yeah. Like that night, every time I think about it is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So embarrassing. But at the same time, no one was like, yeah, people were giving me shit about it. But it was still just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. Like, it was still, like, in a positive way. Right. Because it was drinking. Exactly. So it was, like, encouraged by everyone. Oh, exactly. I mean, I think that's kind of part of what, like, started it all for me and probably starts it all for everyone. I mean, in high school, I was drinking anything. We all did. It was the nastiest shit. Anything. Anything. Because we wanted to get drunk and we wanted to be drunk with everybody. I remember one Christmas, me and my friends in high school drank the nastiest like peppermint schnapps. Mm -hmm. Because we were like, oh, this is festive. Yep. There is no reason to be drinking that. Are you kidding me? Or like straight, especially. Yeah. I would always like just take shots. I would bring um, watermelon pucker. Yeah. Or green apple pucker. Yeah. What is it? Something like that. Something like that. And I would literally bring like a fifth of that and like take chugs of it. Yeah. Like what? 
Yeah. I mean, I was sitting around in high school pretending I liked beer because I wanted to be the cool girl who yep. liked beer. <laughs> no. Especially because if you're a girl in high school and you don't like beer and you're in a small town and you have like, yes. you always have like barn parties. Yes. And campfires. So like, yep. And it was everybody just would br- bring beer. I went through a phase where all I drank was Keystone Light mm-hmm. because it was so cheap. It yeah. was so easy to get. And then it like made me look cooler. Exactly. I drank way too many Bush Lights for comfort, honestly. Oh. <laughs> Rip to our bodies, I know. Honestly. And just because I wanted people to like me in Correct. high school. I wouldn't have had any of the friends I had in high school if I didn't drink, really. Except for there were a select few. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. obviously. But my group was centered around drinking. drinking. Yeah. I remember one time being so drunk off my ass and we were sitting on the couch and I look over and one of my friends is hanging out the window. I mean, we're of just... Of a house? Yeah, of a house. <laughs> we're just doing the stupidest, stupidest shit, shit yeah. ever. Well, and that's, I think, what's so funny for me to look back on is that the first three years of high school, I did not drink. Wow, that's crazy. Like, I did not drink. I had never really... Like, I'd had a sip of my mom's beer and I hated it. Yeah. I hated the taste of any alcohol. I had zero desire to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, I had zero desire to go to parties. Me and my best friend, Jenna, we would have craft nights on Saturday nights. People would have, like, parties down the road and we're like, oh my God, they're such losers. Like, I was very much, like, goody two-shoes loved to stay in. Yeah. And then something just, like, switched and it was the complete opposite. And then I, like, had to go out every weekend. I had to make new friends. I had to... And then, like, I, I think it ebbs and flows, too. Like, obviously, now you're back in a time where, like, you're having drinks when you go out. Obviously, yes. not a lot. But, like, you're working it back into your lifestyle. Yes. And for me, like, I've gone through that. Like, I was sober for a few months last year. And now I'm not again. And whatever. It kind of goes back and forth. But then I just, like, think about, like, how it started to, like, where it got to. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't know how that. Like, yes, I get it. It can ebb and flow. But how did my mindset change, like, so much? And it's just, it just like blows my mind to like think about. And then, I don't know. Well, I think, (laughs) I feel like alcohol also makes us think differently. Like, I feel like I thought a lot clearer about my decisions and why I was not drinking and all of those things. Because when I was deep in my drinking, my brain would tell me all these reasons why I should continue and why it's not that bad. Everybody does it. Blah, 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 blah. So I feel like when we're already in that mind state, it's so much easier to just encourage yourself to keep Correct. going. And that, yeah. And then like when I didn't drink for like three months last year, I was like, well, at this point, like I haven't drank in three months. Why, why do I need to now? Yeah. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, I started working back in and things changed, but that's even like last weekend when we went out and like, it was like kind of last minute you came, right? No, I was not there. You were not there. Oh I my was God. out of town. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Abby was not there, but we ended up going out. It was like very last minute. It was like eight 45. I've been laying on the couch all day and I, they were like, we're going. I was like, okay, I'll go. Whatever. So I went and I, all I had was I had one shot and two drinks. Mm-hmm. And the reason I ordered the first drink, I did not want the first drink. I literally remember thinking that I was like, I literally was like, I want to take a shot for the fun of it. Like I want to take a shot, but I don't want to get a drink. I want to drink a water and I want right. to just be chill. I want to go to kickboxing in the morning. Like I want to wake up tomorrow and like feel good. Mm-hmm. And then she was, the bartender came, was asking what we wanted to drink. And I was like, uh, vodka Sprite and lime. Yeah. And I like ordered it. I was like, why the fuck did I order that? Like, I just didn't want it. But then I got it. I drank half of it, whatever. We took a shot at one point and then went to the next bar and we got there and they're like, oh, what do you want to drink? Ordered the same thing. At that point, I'm already feeling buzzed. I already feel like, quote unquote, good. Mm -hmm. Why get another? Like, what? What? But it's like because everybody's getting a drink. If I wouldn't have got a drink, be like, oh, why are you not drinking now? Yeah. Like, I already am buzzed. I already feel good. 
And then by the time I had the second drink, then I was like a little more drunk. And then the next morning I woke up like feeling the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Like what was I actually like drunk? No. Like to me when I feel tipsy, like I call that drunk, but right. like I was feeling the effects of it. I woke up the next morning at 11 I slept in. I didn't want to do that. See? And like it literally just ends up affecting me in a negative way. Yeah. I could have gone out, had fun, played darts, had a great time and had the one shot in water or just water. Right. Or one drink. Yeah. Either way. And like been fine by the end of the night, not have felt the way that I did the next morning. Yeah. Because you can still, um, I promise you can still have fun going out to the bars if you aren't drinking alcohol. I did it many of times and I never thought that I would have any fun doing it but it's honestly just your mindset if you're if you aren't having fun at the bar because you're not drinking it means you're not there with the right people Mm -hmm. you need to find better friends or you need to like work on yourself or yeah or you need to work on yourself because you should still be able to have a good time even if you're not drinking like and yeah sorry I didn't no go ahead no go ahead um I come like trust me I completely get the social anxiety aspect of it Mm -hmm. that it's it's so much easier to talk to people once you've had a couple drinks, but that's something that you need to work on with your anxiety in general. And you can't be using alcohol as As a crutch for it. There are actually other ways that you can fix it. (laughs) And I highly recommend the other ways and And not the alcohol. I think too, like it is a little bit different for you only because like you were, are in a relationship, a long-term relationship. So you weren't going on dates. You weren't like trying to talk to guys. So it's probably like a plus and made it even like, easier you didn't have those like pressures yeah because i know like like i said like going on a date like i want to go get a drink with them i don't want to like like i want to go get a drink hang out for a few hours and go home yeah but then i'm like do i order water like do i order a mocktail like it's just like it's i get uncomfortable doing things for the first time going places for the first time like ordering drinks i always always order the same thing because i just like it stresses me out and gives me anxiety to like order anything yeah. i don't know why and so i think every time i go to order a mocktail i'm just like it's almost like in my head, I think that they're going to think I'm a loser because I'm not getting alcohol. Yeah, The absolutely. bartender doesn't give a fuck what you do with your life. No. The bartender is just there to do their job. Yeah. If you say you want a mocktail or you want this dirty Shirley without the alcohol, like whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't care. No. But in my head, I'm like, they're like, they're going to think I'm a loser. Yeah. Like, why? Because that's what we're conditioned to think. And yeah. I mean, I I completely agree. I think I had it a lot easier in that aspect because I wasn't necessarily trying to impress anybody. I, I didn't have anybody yeah. to impress. And so I wasn't really worried. I mean, I was worried about what the people in my life would think just yeah. because I didn't want them to get the wrong idea. But I wasn't worried about like convincing somebody that I was cool yeah. or anything like that. So that did make it a lot easier. And I know that a lot of people actually have that concern because most people want to go out for drinks. If yeah. it's a first date, it's like, Oh, Hey, we could just grab a drink, see where this goes. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do instead? You know? Correct. And I think number one, if you still want to go get a drink, cause I like, I like the, the concept of a date like that. Like right. I do like the very chill environment, people around us, like just chatting at the bar. Like yeah. I like that concept, but like, I don't have to get alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't, you can go somewhere that has non-alcohol options that has mocktails already on the menu. Yeah. Ask for again, a club soda. Like nobody needs to know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's between you and your sobriety journey and your alcohol. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But I, I, that's the thing is like, I don't know what other options there are just because like, I just feel like the pressure to like get a drink. I know. I completely understand that. And I, I'm glad that I honestly didn't have to go through <laughs> yeah. that in my experience because yeah. um, I could imagine that being really difficult, especially because I would be like, if I found this hot guy that I wanted to go on a date with, I would just want him to think I was cool and awesome. And then obviously the second you don't order a drink, somebody's automatically going to be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? 
Uh, gotta love society. <laughs> you gotta love society. It's what we've been conditioned to think this whole time. Um, was, it, was there any like things specifically that you feel like you learned about the people around you other than like the fa- fact, like, I feel like if you're the one sober person the whole, like a whole year and you're yeah. always around people that feel like they need to drink, like, yeah. do you feel like you, there was anything you like realized about the people around you that like maybe made you realize something about yourself or like vice versa? Um, I mean, I feel like I kind of already saw these things okay. in myself. So yeah. any of the things that I recognized in other people were things that I had already seen in my previous self. Um, I feel like you talked about this on a previous podcast, but um, sometimes a lot of people will be like, oh, you should have a drink, blah, blah, blah. Or why aren't you drinking more? Or, why aren't you catching up with me? Blah, 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 blah. I was that person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was the like, I was I've, the person, I've been that person yeah. yeah, who was forcing everybody to keep drinking and keep drinking, and keep drinking because I was insecure about my drinking. I was just about to say, yeah, exactly. The only reason that people are saying these things is because they're insecure about their own drinking. I was insecure yeah. that I was drinking so much and these people felt like they didn't have to. It's like, why am I the one who feels like I have to yeah. binge drink all night and you guys don't have to? Yeah. Like, what's and wrong at, with me? At that point, if if you have a healthy relationship with alcohol, you can you can have a lot to drink one night. And you don't give a fuck what anybody else is doing around you. Right. And then the next week, you don't have anything to drink because yeah. you just don't care. It's it's up to you and your body and what you feel like doing. Exactly. I was so concerned. Like, I wanted everybody to always just be on that level with me yeah and then once i stopped drinking i realized that that's all anybody who's in that position wants yeah they we just all want to know that there's some camaraderie there but i honestly i had really good reactions from people i had a lot of people who wanted to continue talking about it Mm -hmm. i had a lot of people tell me that they were interested in being sober curious and that's not at all what i expected yeah i thought that it was going to be be the one person left out yes that i was gonna be the one person left out but people were congratulating me and telling me like how proud awesome it was extremely awesome and a lot of the people who were really proud of me didn't even really know the how it was when yeah. I was like deep in my drinking because I didn't yeah, announce like, it. It was just the people that you were like going out with exactly. that would see it. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. your fucking mom's best friend. Like she's not going to know, but she's going to be like, Oh my God, a great job. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. people were like, were you really drinking that much? And it wasn't necessarily even about like drinking that much. It was about how I felt towards the drinking and just my relationship with alcohol in general. That sparks a question. Um, do you feel like anyone looked, I don't know how to phrase this, like looked down on you or like was confused like you said you weren't drinking that were you really drinking that much like did it ever come across as like like you're not an alcoholic why would you be sober um like did you have anyone in your life like that because i feel like that could happen too that if you have people that are like why like you're not an alcoholic why do you need to be sober Mm -hmm. specifically because i know someone who kind of went through that he like had felt like he had a bad relationship with alcohol stopped drinking and then everyone around him would like kind of crack jokes like jabbing at him that like you're not an alcoholic like why are you sober right that's not our business no it's not at all um I didn't actually have that experience if anything I felt like some people viewed it in the wrong way um like I would have people being like thinking I was so much worse than I had been Mm. they were like oh like you got really crazy didn't you and blah blah (laughs) blah 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 and it's just like no it really wasn't like that bad like many of the things that I did people just brush off as being oh they're just drunk Mm -hmm. and continue on with your life they were just not things that I was comfortable being known for and I'm not that type of person Mm -hmm. so that's why I had to change those things but some people 
made it out to seem like it was a lot worse than it yeah. was. And I feel like all of it just comes down to, again, your mental, like clearly there was a lot that you worked through mentally yeah. and figured out about yourself. You clearly know yourself so much better now. Yes. Feel so much better about life and about yourself. Like, I feel like you're literally one of the most positive people that I've ever met. Thank you. And like, gen- like not like a, a fake positivity. Like you, you genuinely just like see the good around you. Yeah. And that's why I like can't imagine a different version of you. I know. And I mean, for the most part, I was still like that. Yeah. It just. But it's just like, it's lessened by the alcohol. Like right. you're constantly like, clearly you're so much more comfortable with yourself because you can go out and do these things and not feel the need to have a drink or be right. drunk to do it. Yeah. Like now you can do that. So clearly, you know yourself better. Clearly, like you're becoming, a, you became a better person overall. Yeah. Like even if that person was in there the whole time, like it's actually out and about now. Yeah. Well, like even like I mentioned before, just doing something that I never thought I could do. Yeah. made me so much more confident in myself as a person because yeah. every time we do something we don't think we can do we're like oh well then i can probably do that other thing i don't think i can do mm-hmm. and it just like starts a chain reaction exactly and you do mm. you just continue to do all of these things that you never thought you could do damn i know i love that thank you me too um you talked about a few resources we're kind of like wrap up a little bit yeah. but you talked about one book you read quit like a woman which i'll link all of these in the show notes yeah. um any other resources books podcasts you can think of off the top of your head yeah somebody who really inspired me throughout it all was lauren elizabeth okay. she is my favorite ins- influencer she's like a youtuber she's on instagram she also has a podcast called mood with lauren elizabeth okay she after her breakup like a long-term breakup she actually went sober for a year and that's kind of what gave me the idea and then yeah. she went back to drinking afterwards and i was like oh okay so it's possible to change Just your relationship yeah yeah to be able to go back because i didn't that didn't feel like me like i didn't feel like I was that person who never needed to drink again. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I needed to change my relationship and how I viewed it. Kind of like hit a hard reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the thought, the idea of never drinking in, I was just like, I don't think I need that. And yeah. at first when I was looking into resources and all that kind of stuff, I um, looked at like the 10 steps. I didn't actually, like I wasn't going to go into any of the program, but I looked to see if yeah. any of that would be helpful to yeah. me. And it just, just didn't. to give you like a guideline. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't really resonate. Okay. So I feel like there's a lot of progress to be made in mm-hmm. terms of sobriety because that's the 10 step program is pretty much the only thing they really tell you about. Like, yeah. Hey, if you need to get sober, you Do should this. probably yeah. go to AA. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not yeah. applicable to everybody. Every single person. Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly for like white men in the sixties. <laughs> like it just, it's not accurate yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any like advice you want? Well, we'll leave this for the end. Other questions from listeners. We'll see if we covered any of this. Um, I feel like you kind of talked about what you, what, what made you decide to become sober, just kind of having a shitty relationship with alcohol. Exactly. I used it as a crutch a lot and yeah. it, so it just ap- happened to fall. My sobriety happened to fall at the exact time that I was going through a lot of shit okay. my, with my family. Yeah. And so it ended up just happening at the perfect time because I think if I would have continued drinking throughout 2022, it would have just gotten worse because I would have been using it to like try yeah. and fix these problems. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, somebody else said, how do you tell your friends and or new people that you don't drink without making it a thing? Um, unfortunately, you can't control how other people are going to react to it. So you can't really control whether or not it's going to be a thing. True. You just have to know you have to be so confident in yourself that you don't really care how other people are going to react to it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, not everybody reacts negatively. So you can't expect people to always be reacting negatively. You kind of have to hope for the best and be like, if people, obviously people are 
further behind on their journey if mm-hmm. they don't understand why this is something that yeah. you need to do. And then that just brings it full circle that who you have in your life is a huge effect on the kind of person you are. Exactly. And like if you're surrounding yourself with good people that are understanding of you and don't care what you do or mm-hmm. like whatever you need to do that makes you happy, they support you. Then maybe if every single person in your life is reacting horribly to you trying to be sober, then you need to take a better look on who is in your life. Exactly. Like if every single person has an issue with it, fuck, are those people that you should have in your life? Truly. Like Truly. are those people that you should be, I mean, I've always heard like the closest five people to you, like your makeup of the closest five people to mm-hmm. you. And I like think about that a lot that I'm like, okay, well if those five people that you're closest to are making you a worse person or like making you feel bad about becoming a better person. Like maybe those aren't people you want in your life. Exactly. If, if there was anyone in my life who was specifically negative to me about it, I probably wouldn't have continued being friends with them. Yeah. Like that's just not at all. That means you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people. A lot of my friends, people who are close to me who would go to the bars with me and my boyfriend, um, also really stopped drinking as much. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a ripple effect. And I think that's also, I feel like you go through that at some point. You're 24, right? I'm 24, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you're a couple of years past 21 yep. and like that, like you're out of college. I feel like sometimes the adulting phase hits yeah, like that. I and don't you know. kind of start to like slow down. But then yeah. other, there's other people who don't. Who speed up, yeah. yeah <laughs> so it, it really just depends. <laughs> um, one other question was just things that you can do with your friends that aren't going out. Oh my gosh. Anything off the top of your head. I mean, I feel like our friend group already does <laughs> a handful of things. Our friend group does so many things. Um, I mean, I really started like biking a lot, roller skating, a lot of active things. So we live in a really good city. So I know it's hard for other people to, like yeah. if you live in a small town, it's hard to get out and do other things. I feel like if you're going to hang out with, like if you have a group of friends that again are super supportive and they're like, okay, like maybe let's do something this weekend other than going out. Like, right. Plant, there are so like literally you could look up on tiktok things to do with your friends like yeah. the amount of information and like things that are on tiktok at this point are like just so many yeah. also just like pinterest scrolling through pinterest and being like the amount of pinterest boards i feel like you make oh my gosh to do. like i mean we had planned on doing a vision board night ended up not happening but either way like vision board night you could do like the fun powerpoint nights where everybody like has a topic and you yeah. come and like present a powerpoint you could do mocktails in a movie night oh yeah make popcorn make mocktails like make it still a fun thing that weekend rather than going out to the bar and spending money yeah and just doing something at home yeah you could smoke weed smoke weed yeah just do that instead there's literally so many things and i think that also just is like get get a little more creative exactly um don't be so i'm also speaking to myself through all of this is like don't be so reliant on just like we gotta i want to do something this weekend let's go out Mm -hmm. then it's like i also feel like sometimes i'm like okay we're going out this weekend you're not going out until like nine. No. So like you have an entire day to still do things. And but we start getting ready at like five and then we start pregaming at seven. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like wh- why? Like we instead of like saying, oh, my God, I need to do something this weekend. Let's go out. But then you end up like going out like nine to like 2 a.m. or something. Or like right. 10 to it. And you could have just like done something fun during the day. Had your good nighttime routine. Go to bed and wake up the next morning. Feel good. Yeah. Like no. there's so many. Th- we went all went snowboarding one day. Yeah. Like there's so many options other than going out and getting fucked up right after i started being sober i started a book club oh yeah yeah that was how your the friend group originally that's how yeah i met all of our friends i started a book club and i mean people could drink at the book club if they wanted to but that wasn't the 
the basis of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly. to do about club. And if you want to have a drink, sure. But for the rest of us, like, yeah, exactly. You don't have to. So you have to just, you have to engage in other activities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's up to us everything that we do in our mm-hmm. lives. And I think if you are in the point where, like, okay, you want to become a little more sober, sober curious, whatever, and all the friends you go out with are party friends, maybe expand the events that you go to to make, because I know that making new friends is hard. I mm-hmm. literally just moved to a new city. I kind of got lucky with this friend group that I knew, like, Olivia and then I kind of just got pulled in yeah but making new friends is fucking hard I get it like I just lived in Ludington for a year essentially by myself for like six months Mm -hmm. and like finding new friends is very hard and if you're trying to find friends that don't want to just party every weekend like you have to put yourself in scenarios where you're not partying every week exactly weekend. you have to be open to these other new events new like uh, literally workout classes i already like not that i've like made any like good friends but like i'm already just like speaking to more people and mm-hmm. like being a little bit more open like going to these classes like being friendly with everyone going to coffee shops talking with the barista talking to the person next to you like the amount of like events that are probably going on around you that you have like you just need to look into there's probably so many things that you can do if you just like put a little effort in to like go do something else and you can still take a friend with you. You don't have to go alone. Right. You can do it with somebody else. But the thing is like putting yourself in situations where you're not expected to drink or not expected to party. And I know like even for me, I'm like, Oh, like I hope I meet a guy at the bar one night. Morgan, you're not going to meet a guy at the bar. You're not going to meet a guy that you want to marry, that you want to date, that you want to be serious with at the bar. Most likely. Yes, it could happen. But I want like, do I want to because I'm like oh I want to date an older guy I want to date somebody who's like 27 28 I don't really want to meet a guy who goes out every weekend no. at 27 28 and is, is searching for young women correct. like that's, that's not, not the kind of guy, kind of guy I'm looking for I'm looking for the kind of guy that goes to the coffee shop on the weekends to read his book and sip on his latte exactly so but if I don't put myself in those situations to meet those people I'm not going to right so all just comes back to like putting yourself in the situations you want to be in mm-hmm. and like surrounding yourself with the people that you want to be with right exactly um kind of to close things out what does sobriety mean to you that's a really good question i mean basically sobriety to me just means not drinking alcohol <laughs> <laughs> like i don't have a better answer than that. okay well i feel like everything you said in the last hour <laughs> i feel like it means more to you okay well it obviously means more to me but when i think about that word in okay. general <laughs> like, what does your sobriety mean to you my sobriety um, was just proving to myself that I don't need anything to be able to communicate with other people, to be able to show that I'm a cool, fun person. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm a cool, fun person. You just are. By, thank you. Uh, <laughs> just by myself without booze. I promise you don't need booze to make you a cooler person. That's the kind of answer I was looking for. I knew it was in you. I knew it's it was in, in you. Um, but last, I just feel like, is there any advice you want to leave to listeners if they're sober curious or looking to try out sobriety? Any like last, last words? Yeah, I think that if you're looking to try out sobriety, then you absolutely should. If it's a thought that's in your mind, then it's probably something that you should think about. And it can be for a month. It can be for six months. It can be for a year. It can be forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start at your own pace and then you figure out what works for you. Yeah, and I think the whole thing is it's your journey. It has nothing to do with anyone else. It, nothing has nothing, it is else. all for you. And I'm literally taking this advice t- to my heart right now. And yeah. I'm like, all right, going sober, Abby. <laughs> Don't look back. Oh, no. Um, but no, I feel like this is just like super inspiring. I feel like this hopefully was helpful to a lot of you guys listening. Um, whether or not you're sober curious, maybe you're already sober and you're like, fuck yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah. Um, and this is not, if you're listening and you're like, God, I, now I feel pressure to be sober. No, don't. No. If you have a, like, let me also say that yeah. I went back to drinking. Yeah. 
Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. (laughs) I, I, um, did my one year and then I decided that I could still go to a restaurant and have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Like I completely changed my relationship with alcohol and the way I look at alcohol. So you can always go back to it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be sober to have a good relationship with alcohol. It's just what I needed to do to fix my relationship. Correct. Yeah. And so it's just like maybe right now you're just not in a place where you're ready to do that. And I feel like that's been me so many times. I'm like, I I just, I know that it's just, I'm not going to follow through because I just know that that's where I'm at. But you might be in a place where you're like that, or maybe you are ready to like actually be sober or like drink less in general. It's literally up to you. depends on where you're at in your journey. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just a very personal thing and you, it's all up to you to figure it out. Um, but use those resources. We'll link them in the show notes. Um, do a little more research on your own, but otherwise I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Abby, for being here. It means the absolute world to me that you guys are here. The giveaway is still live um, until May 1st. So if you go leave a five-star rating and review, it better be five stars. No four stars. It better be five stars. Leave that on Apple. And then if you screenshot your favorite episode and share it to your Instagram stories and tag That's All Pod. And then make sure you're following along on Instagram, sharing all the updates over there. And then if you want to hear more episodes, Just leave us a five-star rating and I'll keep posting. We'll keep uploading. Have on cool guests like Abby again. Overall, I love you guys so much. Cannot wait to chat with you next week. Thank you for being here, Abby. Thank you for having me. That's all. Bye. Bye.